Hi, I'm Stephanie Shea, and I am a close personal friend with the Court of Nerds. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of appropriate listening ages, because as I learned, my friends over at the Chillcast, we swear a little bit sometimes. I'm Drew. I'm John. And I'm Sledge. And we are the Court of Nerds. Sorry about last week, you guys. I got sick. I got sick. Stuff happened. I got sick. And uh, we didn't crank out a podcast, so we're going to give you two this week. This one you're hearing right here, and then later on this week, we'll be catching up with our good friends from Tardy's Collector's Corner. Gavin and Dee and John and myself are all going to sit around in our living room and talk about the best books of the year. I cannot wait. I love them. I love the David and the D. Yes, yes, yes. John, get right up on your microphone, brother. I'm, I'm right here, man. They, get home. No, 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 no. I know. We have to compete with Sledge's sexy voice. It's true. So uh, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Remember we, fixing things in post. Remember and then, when we never fixed things in post? We've never fixed anything in post. Uh, Greg might do that sometimes. Uh, we do want to do though this one you're hearing right here right now. We're gonna be talking about some of the best movies of 2018 but we do have to open with a couple that are coming in 2019 because trailers oh yeah uh let's start with what is hilariously the smaller trailer that debuted captain marvel sledge let me get your initial reaction to seeing captain marvel up there moving around the actual physical incarnation of a comic book hero that we've loved uh, yeah, look, I love Carol Danver- Danvers, the comic character. Practically every iteration of her, from the Miss Grouchy Pants to Miss Marvel from Superhero Squad to the leader of Alpha Flight and the Ultimates. I get that there was going to be a retcon, and I get that we would miss a lot of backstory, but did you have to make her Hal Jordan? Think oh, about it. shit. Pilot? Check. Alien gives her powers? Check. One of the most powerful beings in the cosmos? Check. Bit of an asshole? Check. Plus, I really don't like Brie Larson. Even the line she gives in the trailer, I'm not going to fight your war. I'm going to end it. It was delivered like she was a cheerleader who was told to act serious. I mean, I have doubts. Samuel L. Jackson will be the salvation of this movie, if you if you ask me. Do you think? John, initial reactions? Um, initial reactions are... I think even you and I looked at each other after the trailer, and we were just like, I'm like, meh. I felt like that U.S. gymnast who's not impressed. Yeah, we're definitely Michaela Maroney right now. With yeah. the, uh, I got second place. Oh, oh I'm well. not as good. No, but I mean, it's, it, looks, it looks like an origin story to me. It looks like a first Thor. It looks Which like, sucks. Which the, let's, let's all be honest. Can we all be honest with each other? The first Thor sucked. Oh, both first two Thors sucked. But Yeah. I, I, I do like the scene where, you know, he drinks a coffee and then slams the glass down. It Delicious. has its moments. It Another. has its moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has its moments. But it, it's overall, I mean, the blonde eyebrows, what were they thinking? <laughs> they mention that so much in passing now that they dyed his eyebrows. And it's really funny when you go back and look at it because it's the only thing you can stare you at. Can't, you can't see it. Listen, it's like when someone tells you that Mandy Moore runs like a duck in A Walk to Remember. You'll never see it the same way again. It's true. I just ruined that movie for you. I'm sorry. But it, <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, Sledge, you don't seem like the type of guy whose wife wants to watch A Walk to Remember. But if you ever no. look it up, the moment where Mandy Moore, I think, tells Shane West's character, I told you not to fall in love with me or some other you know, cheesy rom-com movie line. And she runs away from him. 
and they show her running and she looks like a duck. I love Mandy Moore in all facets, much the same way that you love Carol Danvers. But in that one, she runs like a duck. (laughs) And in this movie, Carol Danvers does not look like the bad mamma jamma she needs to be. You're right, Sledge. The lines seem like they're delivered without any enthusiasm. Without Even when Chris Evans delivers deadpan lines as Captain America, you feel your pants filling with patriotism. <laughs> At least that's what I'm going to call it. I am it. at full salute. <laughs> no half-mast over here. <laughs> so, theory time with Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, because John, you're the, you're the trailer breakdown guy. And I watch I, a lot. I joked with your girlfriend the other day how I don't understand why you constantly want to ruin movies for yourself. It's not... When they do trailer breakdowns, for me, it's not ruining. It's trying to figure out. Like, if I straight up went out and searched for spoilers, that would be dumb on my part. But I don't do that. And everything that I watch is spoiler potential, but it's all theories. It's all theorized of what's going on. So... One of the theories that I heard and would be kind of fun if you think about how dull Brie Larson seems to be in this movie is that she is a scroll the whole time. And actual Carol Danvers is being captured or captured and hidden somewhere and is not released yet. And once she actually comes out, we're going to get a different Carol Danvers or a different person kind of like the Harry Potter deal with Mad-Eye Moody is actually hidden in that case the whole time and it's somebody else being like a body shifter or a shapeshifter or whatever the scrolls do complicate everything they do they do and they're going to I feel they're going to throw a whole new thing at us in this MCU which I believe phase four is going to be completely different with Endgame they are ending the MCU as we know it for the past 10 years. It is going to be completely different, I feel, moving forward. Sledge Which could be good, could be bad. Or Sledge, what are you, I guess, what are your thoughts on the Skrulls now officially entering the Marvel Universe? They're a problematic villain in that I don't know if they've ever been handled completely right in the comics, so I don't know how you'll handle it right on the screen. I mean, when you when you look at how scrolls are handled, you, you look at Hickman, and you look at essentially the Fantastic Four and how they've been handled in the Fantastic Four. Uh, and since there is no Fantastic Four in the MCU, wow. uh, I, it, it is it is a bit of a problem. Uh, do I like having the scrolls around? Well, you know, give give me the scroll princess, and you know, show me the shattered world, and yeah, well, you can you can get some good Cree scroll backstory going. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like it's one of those things. You introduce the Kree, so you got to introduce the scrolls. Uh, I, I don't know where they're planning to go with it. Like the, the scrolls are going to be around, and you're going to have to have them around now forever. Sledgy, I got a question for you. What do mm-hmm. you think about Annette Benning and the rumors of her being the supreme intelligence? Oh God, the supreme intelligence. Because that would I, I honestly that would be a great great twist, uh, and because uh, you know the supreme intelligence you always it it really is a very masculine kind of figure that they've always painted it as you know and it's usually like a it's a, it's a supercomputer you know yeah and I I I like it I I like it go for it because she's always wanted to be in a superhero movie and she's. 
uh, said without saying anything because she's not allowed to about what she got to do. And she said she there's a lot of fun stuff with her in this movie that she got to do. And she was really excited about it. She was supposed to be Catwoman back in the original yeah. Batman two yeah, days, yeah. but she ended up getting prego and had to get uh, had to not take the role, in which case Michelle Pfeiffer became Catwoman. Mm. So, and now she's in Ant-Man, and it's full circle. We're getting everybody now. <laughs> I, listen, if, there, if you're going to make a female be the supreme intelligence, Betty White or get the fuck out. I know. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> All right, the other big trailer. Gosh, guys. Uh, Tony, I don't know if I'm feeling so good. Avengers. And <sighs> game. Do you guys like I- the title? Well, let's start there. I guess let's start there. Sludge, why don't you kick it off? Thoughts on Endgame as the title? Uh, I think it has a lot of gravitas to it. I mean, uh, heck, the trailer packed a lot of emotion. There's a lot of stakes, you know. Uh, You get to receive, you get to see the return of Hawkeye. You get to see a clean-shaven Captain America. And the Avengers, they actually have something to avenge now, you know. Uh, I like the subtitle. I like that it's building... Uh, toward the essentially the end of the Avengers as we know it. John, what did you think of it? I think it's almost perfect. I mean, you have Doctor Strange watching Endgame over 14 million <laughs> times in Avengers Infinity War. He says that we are in the Endgame now. He spoiled the title for us back in April of 2017. Doctor Strange did himself in well, the movie. It's very on the nose. It's it is. very on the nose. But it is also, I love a callback. I love that the, the Russos were smart enough that they decided to tie the two movies together with that phrase. Yes. And yeah. I think it was needed. I, I think I, I the more and more I think about it, Sledge, I think a lot of people like you and I were wanting some kind of, you know, uh, witty nod to a classic comic storyline like they've done a lot. You know, Thor Ragnarok wasn't exactly the Ragnarok story we're used to, but it was a wink and a nod to the gigantic nerds like us. Right. It, it, plus, it was freaking amazing. It was a great Fire. film. Yeah, that helped. John, what, what did you want? Well, in leading on to that, the some of the uh, other rumors of titles were, like, one was Avengers Assemble and Avengers Annihilation. And Annihilation is a comic book run that you said would be very, very hard for them to actually pull off. So going with a title like Endgame, which I don't know if it is a run or not, but it doesn't put them in a position to where they have to maybe try to follow a storyline where they could just kind of do what they wanted to do. Yeah. Meaning the Russo brothers. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's I think it's good that they didn't try to stronghold themselves with a title like like even with Infinity War, they had to change a lot, but it still was the Infinity War type of deal. Right. Well, and here's the funny thing, in a lot of uh again, and a lot of and, and it's great, uh shout out the Hollywood Reporter put together a list of every Marvel story titled Endgame, right? And when you go back through them, there's a few that have a Thanos connection. Okay, as in, there's a lot that were called Endgame, but there's really only two that have an Avengers connection and a Thanos connection, all right? And let me give you those. The first one, well, the, the book was Thanos, number six. It was a 2003 miniseries. 
So there wasn't a whole lot of avenging in there. It was a lot of Thanosing, right? Right. Now, the only other one, Sledge, this may uh, call out to you a little bit. The Ultimates number 11. Oh, yeah. At the end of the then ongoing Civil War II storyline, the Ultimates are pitted against Thanos as he attempts to take advantage of their chaos for nefarious purposes. That sound a little bit like what we're going through right now? Uh, yeah, and another way, uh, now that there's a Brian Michael Bendis connection, I, I'm feeling sad. Oh. <laughs> oh. Come on, our close personal friend, Brian Michael Bendis? No, he doesn't like us. I don't, no. I don't think he likes us. <laughs> we don't say very nice things about him. No. I buy all of his stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You and Bendis and Grant and anything with Wolverine in the title. Oh, jeez. Uh, I, I do have a question, though. Um, how did Scott Lang get out of the quantum zone? That's a big question. That's a massive question. Right. How, how, is he, how did he get out of the quantum zone? I Who have, else is in the quantum zone? I have, I have theory. <laughs> okay. So at the end of the Ant-Man and the Wasp... Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Miss Pym, is mm-hmm. explaining about not Mrs. getting... Mrs. Pym, if Ms. you're nasty. Ooh, is explaining to Scott to not go into the time vortexes or get sucked into a time vortex because that will be bad. So once they get snapped and he's in the quantum realm, the only logical way for him to get out would have to be sucked into a time vortex and somehow either go back in time or forward in time. So is your th- is your theory that he there's th- this Scott that we're seeing in the trailer there's still a Scott that's trapped in the quantum field? Well, or does he get out with the time vortex? I think he gets out because during a lot of these trailer breakdowns when he shows up to Avengers headquarters and they're like is this old footage? There's like a timestamp or something that says archives in the corner. And so that's why I think Captain America's thinking that it's an archive video, but it's actually maybe it is an archive video or he's he has to get out somehow and nobody knows he's there except for those three people. That's true. Widow those says three people are snapped. Someone says is you know is is this old footage and she says no, it was just at the front This is the door. front door right now. Well, she doesn't say right now. She just says this is the front door. So yeah. she doesn't say right now. So maybe but you got to remember, these trailers may mean nothing. They could just throw all this crap at us, and it could mean oh, it'd absolutely be the most nothing. That is it'd the, be most, the Marvel most Marvel thing. They do it all the time. They did it in yeah. Avengers Infinity War. That whole scene with Hulk running and everybody running through Wakanda. Hulk's, Hulk's not even there. Ragnarok. They did it in Ragnarok with yep. Thor's eyeball. They do it all the time. They did it in Ultron. When that big scene, when they're in that circle area and they're trying to hide the thing, they just they cut out characters, Scarlet Witch and uh, the Speed Guy. Crap, what's his name? Uh, speed Guy it, are not even in that shot. So I mean, Marvel could just be throwing the whims at us, not knowing a damn thing about what's going on. You could, we're still going to be going into this movie, maybe not knowing anything, and that's what's great. That's why I thought the trailer was great because it didn't really give you any plot points at all and that's what's great about it yeah I think, personally no i agree with you I, I think that was the best thing that the avengers trailer did even though grant won't watch it because he's a he's a bitch let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about tony real quick all right 
All right. Before uh, we don't want to, we don't want to break. We don't need to break down the whole damn thing. No, we're not doing the whole damn thing. No, listen. If you want that, uh, who's the guy you really like, John? Mister Sunday Movie. I like that guy. If you guys want to watch a really good trailer breakdown, go check out his stuff. Yeah, on YouTube. It's it, he does a really good job on pretty much every. He has every a podcast too. Trailer. You guys should check it out. I like the guy. He, they're good. But let's talk about Tony, and I guess we could throw Nebula into this whole deal because no, Tony and Nebula are the only two people left on Titan. After the snap, yeah. everybody else floats away. It, it seems as though. Would you say they float away like dust in the wind, John? No, it's at Kansas, baby. Is that all they are? It's dust in the wind? It's all they are. It's dust in the wind. But they are the only two people left. And they have to. It seems seemingly as though is that they're both on the Benatar, not the Milano. It's the second ship. Oh. I heard that. So it is the Benatar that they are on, I believe. Quote me if you want. But something has to happen. Someone's going to have to save them. Is it Captain Marvel? Is it Valkyrie and Korg? Is it Thor and Rocket? Because Thor can pretty much go anywhere he wants to go with that Stormbreaker hammer he has now. Or is it Tony himself? Because Tony himself seems like the most logical reason. Tony gets himself pretty much out of every situation. Look at Iron Man 1. Look at Iron Man 2. Look at Iron Man 3. Look at all the Avengers movies. He does it himself. He puts himself into situations and then gets himself out of situations. How he's going to do that, I don't know. The most I'm going to contradict you. See, it was Pepper Potts that saved him in 3. Right. Yeah, it was Pepper. <laughs> yeah, and so could it be Pepper again? Well, that's what I was leading. I was going to lead into it because Pepper, Gwyneth Paltrow, has a leaked photo of herself in the rescue armor on Instagram. Mm. And when it's kind of an encryption when he says no, or he says something to the effects of no sign of rescue in the trailer. Does that mean no sign of the armor rescue coming to get him? Pepper Potts, or no sign of rescue because he's floating through space millions of miles away from the Milky Way galaxy, which you can apparently also pick out in the scene. You can see the Milky Way galaxy. So that's how far away he is. What? No. That people break it down, man. I'm telling you what. <laughs> Yo, people are crazy. People are crazy. People are crazy. Oh, man. And is that the beginning of the movie? Is that the end of the movie? Right. What part of the movie is that? Marvel yeah. has done very, very well. I, I mean, Sledge, can you think of a, a, a Marvel trailer that has, I guess, done better than this at establishing just a general, like, oh, hey, you're going to want to see how this movie ends? Honestly, probably the first Avengers, or as Grant calls it, you know, baby Jesus butterfly kisses or something. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it might have, not since the first one. Not since Joss Whedon. All right. So those are the two big trailers, guys. Uh, it is nearing the end of the year, and while some great movies have just come out and some great ones have yet to hit theaters, we're pretty much done with 2018. So while, you know, certain flicks like Into the Spider-Verse that hasn't come out as we're recording this won't be part of our best movies of the year list. I will tell you that Into the Spider-Verse, as we're doing this podcast, still has a 99% percent 
certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, while Bumblebee, the Transformers spinoff, has a 96% as of this podcast. That's bonkers. Keep in mind, Mission Impossible Fallout has a 97%, and it's considered the best of the Mission Impossible series. So I want to go through and kind of do some of our favorite movies of the year. Maybe a, a top three from each of us, if we can. Sledge, do you think you can do that? I, I, sure. Like three, I'll, three I'll of your favorites. Three of your favorites. Uh, sure. Uh, three, Infinity War was great. I'm not, you know, it was, it was exactly what I thought it would be, uh, and even slightly more. Uh, so sitting, sitting at number two, though, uh, my son saw Incredibles 2 three times in the theater. Uh, and, you know, I'd probably put that right on up there at, at two. And, you know, while I, I feel that, you know, Ryan Gosling should get a good mention as playing Neil Armstrong in First Man, I can't make that in my top three. Uh, nothing, I mean, nothing captured the world like Black Panther. It currently has the 21st best rating on Rotten Tomatoes for the year. Oddly enough, I mean, we were talking. You were talking about Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Paddington Two has the highest score. It does. One hundred percent. It's a perfect yeah. film. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you! Don't well, guffaw. It's a perfect film. Watch it. <laughs> Number one well, on my fucking okay. list. <laughs> uh, no. Well, looking at the what the box out like Black Panther brought in a half a billion dollars. Paddington Two made half that. Which holy crap! Paddington Two made two hundred and fifty million dollars. Like, wow. Anyway, uh, it touched on race relations, it touched on power relationships, it touched on colonialism, and it stretched how much I thought I could sympathize with a genocidal murderer. Seriously, Michael B. Jordan deserves an Oscar this February. It's weird how much of that is also in my Paddington 2 review. Really odd. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Anyway, those those are mine. All right. Uh, Do you want to sing the song now, Sledge? Do you want to sing the song before he does this? Oh, sure. John does movies. He talks movies. We like him. All right. (laughs) All right. Three for me is Solo. I loved it. And I don't care that it got bashed. I don't care that it is the ninth highest grossing movie domestically and the 19th highest grossing movie worldwide. Solo threw some things at you that we were not expecting. Donald Glover was fantastic. The return of Darth Maul was fantastic. And I don't care if I just spoiled it for you. That was something that I just leaned over and looked at Drew and just had my mouth open. I was ecstatic that they brought back Darth Maul on the big screen. Whether it be a hologram or not, that was fantastic. Number two, I'm going to give it to Black Panther. Because you're right, Black Panther was a great movie. To me, I just don't think it's going to win Best Picture. I think it's going to... Well, it is nominated for the Golden Globe, and it is nominated for Sound, and it is nominated for, um, a best, I believe, Best Soundtrack or a Best Original Score. Yeah. So... Unfortunately, no nod for Ryan Coogler for directing. No, no. nod for Michael B. Jordan. No. And I, like I said, I have nothing against Black Panther. I thought it was great. I just don't know if it's going to win. I think if you're going to throw anything, which hasn't come out yet, but I just hear rave reviews about Christian Bale as Dick Cheney and Vice. And if you're going to give a movie a Best Picture nomination, I feel like that one might get it. That one might get it. 
and I have no shame at Black Panther. N- throwing no shame. I thought it was a great movie. But number two on my list. Number one, it's Infinity War for me. I It was the culmination of 10 years. It, it, it took from 08 to 17 to get this, to get Thanos, to get four different Thanoses. This is this was it for me. I we were, in the theater, Drew. You and I were just like in awe. You were so upset that even trying to talk to you, you were like, "No, you don't talk to me." Like, it, oh, I didn't it want was to talk just to it was that was what it was. You you left. You came in happy. You left somber, knowing you had to wait a full year almost to the day because they moved it up again. Hell yeah! To see the end game, it was great. I thought that's my number one. And I didn't see a lot of movies, though. I didn't see Incredibles 2. I didn't see Fallout. I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I, didn't see, I didn't see a lot of those. So it, to me, like from what I saw, Avengers took number one. I watch it like every other week. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Um, all right, my top three, my top three. I saw a ton of movies. I always see a ton of movies. John knows this. I have a wonderful relationship with our good friends at Celebration Cinema. So I'm able to see a ton of films. I joke that Paddington 2 is on top of my list. Uh, it is not. It is not. But it, guys, I'm not kidding you. It is a damn near perfect film. Not my cup of tea, but a damn near perfect film for what it's supposed to be. Sledge, I highly recommend it. Not being sarcastic. All right. Uh, number three on my list. I did not expect to love this movie as much as I did. I didn't. I, I've enjoyed the show. But Teen Titans Go to the Movies was a legitimately great movie. (laughs) It was the most, I honestly think, outside of maybe a few movies, it was the most fun I had in the theater, and Isaac and I both enjoyed the ever-loving heck out of it together. Nicolas Cage finally getting to be Superman is perfect. They take shots at the Green Lantern movie. It's perfect. Lil Yachty does the theme song. I know what a Lil Yachty is now. It's perfect. They just hit every note doing this movie. And I believe it still has an over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Over 90% still. I can't wow. wait to watch it. You, yeah, John, John bought it just based on how much I loved it. And how much he loves the show. Teen Titans Go to the Movies was so much fun. Such a fun plot. And again, if you like the show, if you enjoy joy, Teen Titans go to the movies. Number three for me. Uh, Number two, I I do have Black Panther. Again, writing, directing, soundtrack, acting, the whole thing was a monster from start to finish. Opening scene to end scene. Maybe a few slow patches that I would have done a little something different with, but not much. Not much. I thought it was absolutely freaking brilliant. And the only thing that topped it to me was just personal experience. I'll say this, guys. I think Black Panther is a better movie than Infinity War. I think Black Panther is a better movie than Infinity War. But I think Infinity War had something going for it that no movie has ever had going for it before. We've been waiting 10 years for that movie. The studio didn't reboot. They didn't abandon plans. They didn't scrap things when Thor the Dark World sucked ass. There is no 
reason. There is no logical way that anything could have topped Infinity War this year for me on a personal level. Because John's right. That was a movie that I went in so excited and I left so wrapped up in my own feelings. Just so lost in myself. That it was one of those movies that you don't forget watching it. You remember who you were with. You remember where you were. You remember where you sat, which for me is easy because when I go with John, we always sit in the back. But Infinity War is one of those movies, to me, that you talk about forever with everyone. And I think Endgame is only going to ratchet that up. Uh, I did have a couple of honorable mentions, and if you guys want to throw out a couple of honorable mentions as well, I think that'd be cool. Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Oh, yeah. If you did not see this movie, see this movie. It is phenomenal. Uh, Deadpool 2 deserves an honorable mention. I don't agree with the people who say it's better than the first one. I just don't. I thought the first one was so pitch perfect. The second one may have a Deadpool that's more like the Deadpool in the comics, but I really liked what they did with the character in the first Deadpool. Uh, last, uh, I'll throw yeah, good. I'll, I'll throw Black Klansman out there. Uh, I didn't see that. Was it good? Time. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, it, it hit, especially the end. First off, it's hilarious. Secondly, it hits you right in the end, and you don't really want to have anything spoiled and stuff like. But it's it's something that I think you do need to end up seeing. If you haven't seen it, see Black Klansman. I think on that on that level of movies, I think people should see. I, I would add, sorry to bother you in there. It may have been, it's on Hulu now, uh, oh. but it may have been one of the weirdest, like strangest, funniest movies that I enjoyed the ever loving hell out of. Lake, uh, I think Lakeith Stanfield, and I hope I'm saying his name right, Tessa Thompson is in this, Army Hammer, Terry Crews, Boots Riley directed it. It is not a long watch. Like, by any means, it is not. A long watch but it is odd and it is fun and it is original and I love originality it's 105 minutes that's all they're asking of your time 105 minutes great film really like just kind of a cool look at culture um, my last one on my on my uh, honorable mentions movie called Mirai and you know I was gonna sneak some anime in here son you know this you man. You know this man. Uh, Mirai is supposed to be the curtain call for legendary Japanese director. Oh, crap. I wrote his name down. Now where did it go? Uh, it's Momoru Hamosu, and I hope I'm saying that right. Um, but he also directed uh, 2015's uh, Incredible Boy, The Boy and the Beast. Uh, the Girl Who Fell Through Time was also him. And Mirai is just a beautifully animated film, unique story, original take on something. And, and I really think that uh, more people should see it. John, did you have any honorable mentions you wanted to throw in? I recently just watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> I'm a terrible Marvel guy. Uh, I didn't get to go see it in theater, so I just picked it up, had a gift card. Uh, I thought it was really fun. It was it it plays nicely into Infinity War, and it was just a fun movie. It was I thought it was better than the first. I really like Evangeline Lilly, of course, mm-hmm. and yeah, I thought that was great. And they the like the misdirection and uh, I I don't know his name, but I think it's Luis in the in the movie. God, he's so funny. Yeah, and uh, I saw A Star Is Born with uh, Lady Gaga. And uh, Bradley Cooper, and I really, really enjoyed that. I thought it was a great adaptation, and I love me some Gaga. You know this, Drew? <laughs> I do know your love of the Gaga. 
And so, yeah, I, I really liked A Star is Born. And uh, those are my two honorable mentions. There we go. That's been the best movies of the year, according to your Court of Nerds. We'd love to hear about some of yours in the comments. Uh, wherever you are listening to this, however you are hearing us, please leave us some comments. Momoru Hosada. I'm sorry, Hosada was the director of Mirai. I want to make sure I got that right. John, why don't you finish off the best movies of the year? Give us the financial breakdowns. Give me the financial breakdowns of the movies. So domestically, Buena Vista, a.k.a. Disney, has five of the top ten grossing movies of the year. Uh, wow. Domestically, number one, Black Panther at $700 million. Number two, Avengers Infinity War at 678 And number three, Incredibles 2 at 608 Movies have been making over half a million dollars domestically pretty much since 2000 and, gosh, uh, what was that? The, the big one, it doesn't really matter, but a, a lot. <laughs> Movies have been making over half a billion dollars domestically a lot. And worldwide, Avengers Infinity War took it with $2.047 billion. Mm. Black Panther had $1.3 billion. So, I mean, it was a close two. It made more domestically, which I said it would, but not worldwide. Avengers Infinity War made $1.36 billion, pretty much Black Panther's total overseas, which was 66% of it. And the top grossing movies worldwide, Disney has 4 of 10 which is nuts, including Ant-Man, Black Panther, Avengers, and Incredibles 2. That's so much money. It's so much money. That's so much money. Four movies made over a billion dollars this year. One made over two billion. And Venom, of all movies, made more than Deadpool 2, Mission Impossible, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Ready Player One. Venom, you guys. Venom. Was there a bigger dud this year than Ready Player One? I mean, it made it made half a billion dollars. Yeah, but it was a crappy movie. It was a bummer. I love the book. That's part of the problem. I love that book so much. So it was a bummer for me. All right, I think that's it for movies. Unless you guys have something else. Well, let's just uh, say uh, what what are you excited for still this year? Because I can't wait to go see Aquaman. I hear it's fantastic. Um, I hear Immortal Engines is a crap. Mortal crap. Engines. Yeah, whatever. That's how much I care about it. Aww. You try to throw Peter Jackson's name on something and make money off of it. But but yeah, I want to see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and I want to see Aquaman. Oh, yeah. uh, for me, I'm going to throw out Dragon Ball Super Broly. Yes! I love, I love me some, some DBS. Some Dragon Balls. Zzz. I can never tell, and this is a podcast for another time. I can never tell where I should start with Dragon Ball. So you're you're gonna have to do for me like like Ben has done for you with wrestling sledge. You just have to give me oh, like the absolutely. the it's DBZ primer. It's a date. It's sexy. Um, I'm most excited about two things. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse is one thousand percent number one. Number one, Spider Man. Into the Spider Verse, guys, it's it's holding steady with a massive, massive rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone is excited about this flick. I cannot wait to see it. I I am gonna have a hard time. It comes out Friday, 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to wait for my kid to come back to go see it with him. And on uh, that, no, I'm that, I'm definitely going to see it first. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, I also know I am going to take Isaac to go and see Once Upon a Deadpool. It is a PG-13 recut of Deadpool 2 so that the kids who've been wanting, saying, I want to see Deadpool. Why can't I see Deadpool? Well, now you can go see a Deadpool. Sledge, this is a funny story. I have Movies Anywhere that has been getting all the digital codes because Family Video, the only video store that's still in business, it seems, Shout out. sells their digital copies for soups cheap, except for Disney because Disney won't let them sell them anymore. But I bought Deadpool 2 for four ninety nine digital and Isaac has it on his Xbox to watch movies. And we were like, you can watch anything you want, but don't you dare watch Deadpool 2. <laughs> Swear to God, kid. <laughs> so, good times, great oldies. Um, keep listening. We're going to have some fun stuff coming up. Best books of the year should be out before the end of the week. And we're going to have some fun stuff. I think we've got the, what, the, the Tardies. Oh, Oh, Tardies. Big event Tardies Saturday. Our good friend uh, AB is going to be out there. They're going to be doing a cool event. Tardies Saturday. You guys should be there. I'm definitely stopping out. But that being said, that was the best movies of the year. We are your Court of Nerds. I'm Drew. I'm Jen. I'm Kevin. No, you're not. Say your name. I'm Fletch. Damn straight you are. There it is. It's Court of Nerds. I'm Cohen Bunn, and I'm a close personal friend, the Court of Nerds.